0: Hello there, everyone. My name's Andrew.
1: And I'm Cassie.
0: And this is the Culips English Podcast. Welcome back to Culips. This is Catchword, the series for intermediate and advanced English learners where we teach you idioms, phrasal verbs, or expressions that will help improve your English listening and speaking. Now, today I'm joined by my co host, Cassie. Hello, Cassie.
1: Hey, Andrew, and hi, listeners. Hope you're all doing well.
0: Cassie, I have to ask. I've got a question for you here right off the bat. And the question is related to stress. I'm wondering, have you ever been so stressed out that you thought there was just no way that you could deal with the stress?
1: Totally, Andrew, especially during this time of year. Um, It's kind of like the crunch time in the school year, third quarter, lots of projects and activities and stuff like that. And I'm just I'm feeling the pressure a little bit, you know,
0: stress and pressure can get to everybody, I think. And I like that expression that you just used there, Cassie, crunch time, crunch time means a very important time, right? When you really have to focus and get things done before a deadline, it's usually like that period of time, right before a deadline when you're just super busy and focused on achieving that goal. And I think it's nice that you brought that up because today we are actually going to be talking about two idiomatic expressions that are related to stress and pressure. The first one is to crack under pressure and the second one is can't handle the heat.
1: That's right, Andrew. And just like how we all handle pressure differently, these expressions can be used in a wide variety of situations. So let's dive in and learn more about them.
0: I love it. Sounds great. So, listeners, we'll get started with our lesson here in just a moment. But before we do, we want to let you know that there's a transcript and a study guide for this episode that is available to all CULOPS members. And we've designed the practice exercises that are in the study guide specifically to teach you the important parts of this lesson that will help you build your English fluency. To learn about all of the details and to become a QLips member and get that study guide, just visit our website, which is QLips.com.
1: And a huge thanks to all the CULIPS members out there who support the work we do here and keep allowing us to make new episodes and English lessons each and every week. We really appreciate your support, and we couldn't do it without you guys.
0: And now, let's get started with this lesson. So today, we're teaching you two idiomatic expressions about dealing with... Or Cassie, maybe I should say more specifically failing to deal with, (laughs) stress and pressure. And the first expression is to crack under pressure or to crack under the pressure. Sometimes we say this expression with the word the, and sometimes we can omit it. So it's kind of optional, Hmm. but sometimes you'll hear people say it and other times you won't. Don't worry about that. It's just kind of personal preference, I think. Cassie, could you break this one down for us? If somebody cracks under the pressure of something, what does that mean exactly?
1: If you crack under the pressure, it means that you're under so much stress that eventually you just break down and you become unable to cope or deal with the situation. Actually, Andrew, I know sometimes when we describe phrases, we like to talk about the imagery that pops into our head yep. and for this one, I imagine like an egg that you're holding in your hand and then if you just start squeezing it as hard as you can and then suddenly it just breaks and there's ooey gooey egg yolk <laughs> all over your fingers.
0: I love that image. That's actually more practical than the one that popped into my head because I thought of putting something into a vice mm-hmm like maybe a vase, a vase in a vice is what actually popped into my head first, which is more abstract. Mm -hmm. A vice, for listeners who don't know, is a tool that carpenters use to hold pieces of material together or to use when they're building things. So it's like a tool that holds things together. And if you were to put a vase, like a flower vase, into a vice and then you kept cranking the vice and making it tighter and tighter and the pressure got stronger and stronger. Well, since that vase is made out of glass, eventually it would shatter and break everywhere, right? Mm. But your idea is much more practical, Cassie. (laughs) (laughs) So to break this expression down a little bit further, here the pressure part of the expression just means stress, right? So if Mm. you have stress from your job or maybe stress, from a relationship that you're in, stress from a financial situation, any kind of situation related to stress. If that stress is so strong and so big and so great that you can't overcome it, well then just like the vase in the vice or just like the egg between your fingers that is constantly getting pressed down on, eventually it's going to break, it's going to crack, it's going to shatter right and it just means essentially that you're unable to cope with that situation
1: these feelings that andrew is describing are things that we all deal with and it actually shows up in a lot of music lyrics too andrew and i were talking about songs before recording that you know have this topic as the the main part of their lyrics The song that came to mind for me was called Surface Pressure, which is the song that the big sister sings in Encanto. Okay. The Disney
0: movie. I'm not familiar with that one, but I'm going to go give it a listen after we finish recording here, Cassie, now that you've brought it up.
1: And Andrew, what was the song that you were thinking of that deals with this topic?
0: Yeah, I thought of that famous Queen song, Under Mm -hmm. Pressure.
1: Ah, yeah. (laughs)
0: that too. Yeah, that one popped into my head. You know, it doesn't really talk about cracking under pressure, but it does talk about being under pressure. Hmm. So if any listeners out there are music fans like Cassie and I are, then check out these two tunes and you can hear these expressions in that kind of real life, natural English situation.
1: Speaking of real life situations, why don't we head on to our example conversations and hear this expression used in a natural conversation?
0: Yeah, okay. Let's listen to our first example now.
1: (sighs) I have so much work to do and the deadline is tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to finish in time.
0: That sounds really stressful. What do you have left to do?
1: I have to finish a report, prepare a presentation, and respond to a bunch of emails.
0: Oh my god, that's a lot. But don't worry, you've got this. Just take a deep breath and focus on one task at a time. You don't want to crack under the pressure.
1: I know, but I'm just so overwhelmed. I don't even know where to start.
0: Okay, well, if I were you, I'd just break everything down into smaller tasks. Start with the most important and then just take things one at a time. When you break it down into smaller parts, it's not so bad.
1: Thanks, Dave, you're right. I feel a bit better now.
0: No problem. Just remember, take some breaks and stay focused. You got this. Let's break this example down. So in that example, we hear two coworkers talking with each other. And one of the coworkers is under a lot of pressure and she is very stressed out. She has to do a report and prepare a presentation and send a bunch of emails as well. So she's just very, very busy, and she's worried that she might crack under this pressure. So one of her coworkers named Dave gives her some advice, and he suggests just taking things one step at a time, breaking things into smaller chunks so that she can deal with that pressure and deal with that stress without cracking. Why don't we listen to example conversation number two right now? Let's do it. I can't believe I failed that job interview. I was so prepared, but as soon as I got in there, I just blanked.
1: Oh, no. I'm so sorry to hear that. What happened?
0: I don't know. I practiced all my questions, and I knew the company really well, but as soon as the interviewer started asking some questions, my mind just went blank.
1: It sounds like you were really nervous.
0: I guess so. I was just so worried about making a good impression that I put too much pressure on myself.
1: It's understandable to be nervous in a job interview, but you don't want to crack under the pressure. Do you think there's anything you could have done differently to prepare?
0: I guess I should have done more mock interviews with someone else so I could get used to answering questions in that stressful situation when I was under pressure.
1: Don't worry, you'll get another opportunity to ace that job interview. Just remember to stay calm and be confident. In this example conversation, we have two friends who are discussing one friend's, uh, kind of... Failed job interview. <laughs>
0: That's right. A failed attempt at a job interview.
1: <laughs> yeah. This guy was, you know, really nervous. And he said that as soon as he got into the interview and started being asked questions, his mind just went blank. He couldn't think of anything.
0: I think many people can probably relate to this. I know that I've had this experience in my life before. Even when you prep and prepare, Sometimes the pressure can get to you, and in that stressful situation, you can't remember any of the things that you practiced and prepped for. So, yeah, it's a very relatable feeling for many of us.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, then that's why the other friend gave the suggestions to, you know, really keep yourself calm so that you don't crack under the pressure when you get to these stressful type of situations.
0: Exactly. And unfortunately for that guy, it seemed like he did crack under the pressure during that interview. And as a result, he didn't get the job. So that's Mm -hmm. unfortunate, but we'll wish him well in the future. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) But for now, Cassie, let's move on to our second key expression for today. And it is similar. It's related to being able to not handle a stressful or difficult situation. And this expression is can't take the heat. Can't take the heat. And heat is spelt H-E-A-T. So what does it mean if somebody can't take the heat?
1: It's similar to cracking under pressure. It means that you can't handle, deal with, or cope with some difficult or challenging situation. It means you feel overwhelmed, stressed, or anxious.
0: Mm -hmm. So the heat in this expression is usually related to stress right it means you can't handle the stress you can't take the heat the heat is the stress or the pressure and again it could be related to so many different stressful situations maybe you have a financial stress that's bothering you maybe a workplace stress maybe you're stressed in traffic trying to come home and there's a traffic jam any of those kind of stressful situations We could refer to it in this expression, at least, as being heat.
1: You hear this expression a lot in movies, especially related to competitions, Um, like sporting event competitions, cheerleading competitions. Uh, One team might egg on the other team, which means like tease the other team and say, like, you can't take the heat, Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. which means like you're going to crack under the pressure. You're going to fail. You're going to bomb this.
0: Cassie, correct me if I'm wrong about this, but it's my gut feeling that we usually don't use this expression too, too much to talk about our own personal experiences. Like, I mean, you can, but I think it's much more common to use it to talk about other people. That guy couldn't handle the heat. She couldn't handle the heat. We're talking about like other people being so stressed out that they had to quit or stop doing something.
1: Yeah, that's totally right. This is an expression that we usually use to talk about other people under pressure rather than ourselves.
0: Mm -hmm. Although not exclusively. Like we could Mm -hmm. use it to talk about ourselves, but I just don't think we do that much. Mm -hmm. One other thing that I wanted to add here before we get to our examples is that there is a very similar expression in English that we use from time to time, which is, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen or stay out of the kitchen. If you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. Sometimes we say stay out of the kitchen. And here the kitchen means like a kitchen, like at a restaurant, right, is a very busy, hectic place with many chefs cooking. And there are many stoves burning and ovens going. So it's a very hot place and high pressure place. And we use this expression to say like, if you can't handle this stressful situation, then you shouldn't be here, you should quit. Now, we use this expression in many different situations, not just about cooking. It could be like, Cassie, maybe you join a volleyball team and the Mm -hmm. practices are just too intense. And after every practice, you're just exhausted and you talk to the captain of the team and you say like, oh, my God, these practices are just so intense. I can't handle it. Well, if the captain of the team was kind of a jerk, they might say to you, like, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen, meaning like if you can't keep up with this rigorous practice that we're doing on the team, well, then you should quit the team, that kind of idea.
1: Yeah, it's kind of an intimidation tactic. <laughs> it's like, you're too weak for this. What are you, a baby? Come on, man up.
0: exactly and in fact i think it's a very rude thing to say to somebody Hmm. Um, i've maybe only said this expression to my friends when i'm joking with them yeah i would never say it seriously because i do feel like to tell that to someone is a little bit too strong for my personality but you will hear it often in movies and tv shows like you said so it's a great one to at least recognize and know what it means when you hear it And with that said, I think it's time to jump into some examples. So why don't we listen to our first example conversation right now? Let's do it. I can't believe how rude my boss is. Every time I try to talk to her, she just totally shuts me down.
1: Sounds like you're dealing with a pretty tough situation. But, you know, if you can't handle the heat, maybe it's time to talk to HR and get some support.
0: I don't know if that would help though. HR seems to always just side with the management and I don't wanna rock the boat and cause trouble.
1: But sometimes you just have to speak up for yourself. It's important to let someone know what's going on so they can help you.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. I'll schedule a meeting with HR tomorrow and see what they suggest.
1: Great idea, good luck.
0: Let's break this example conversation down. So in this example, Two friends are talking and one friend is complaining just about how rude his boss is. And every time that he tries to talk with her, she is just very rude and shuts him down, essentially just ignores him. So his friend sympathizes and says, like, you know, maybe if you can't handle the heat in that situation, if you can't handle the pressure, the stress, then you should talk to the HR department at the office, the human resources department, and try and resolve the issue that way. So he thinks about that for a moment and says, yeah, okay, that's not a bad suggestion. I'll try that and see if it will help me out. The reason why he doesn't wanna do that, Cassie, is because he thinks that that will rock the boat. He said, I don't wanna rock the boat and cause trouble. It's another great idiom there, to rock the boat. What does rock the boat mean?
1: Literally, rocking the boat, you know, causes maybe water to slosh into the boat or disrupts the balance of the boat. So in this case, he doesn't wanna disrupt the delicate balance of the relationships in his company.
0: To rock in this situation doesn't mean to grab your guitar and go crazy with a solo. (laughs) It means to move from side to side, like you could rock a baby to put the baby to sleep. Hmm. Imagine that you are in a canoe and then suddenly you stood up and started jumping from one side to the other side in the canoe. Well, that canoe, that boat would start rocking. And like you said, so much water would pour in and there would be a massive problem as you begin to sink into the water. So yeah, to rock the boat just means to cause problems. And this guy doesn't want to rock the boat, but he's going to because he can't handle the heat of this stressful situation and he needs some help.
1: (laughs) If he doesn't do something soon, he's going to crack under the pressure.
0: That's right. That's right. (laughs) Let's listen to our second example conversation now. I heard you quit the soccer team. What happened?
1: Yeah, the coach was always pushing us to win and yelling at us. I just couldn't handle the heat anymore. And I actually started to hate the game.
0: Ah, I'm so sorry to hear that.
1: Nah, really, it's for the best. I've been playing soccer for so long that I feel like I've been missing out on all the other fun things life has to offer. So, I'm going to take up some new hobbies, I think.
0: Ah, that sounds like a great plan. You know... I love mountain biking. So if you ever feel like trying it out, just let me know.
1: Thanks. I might just do that one day. In this example conversation, two friends are talking about this one friend quitting the soccer team. And the reason she quits is because it's stressful. It's not fun anymore. The coach is super intimidating, always pushing, pushing, pushing the players and yelling at them. And it's just like she's lost the joy of playing soccer. And Andrew, I can, not me specifically, but my students can totally relate to this story. We've actually had three students quit the basketball team this year at our school because they just couldn't handle the heat of the constant pressure and yelling by the coach. (laughs)
0: That's not good. That's not good. I don't know. I think at a professional level, the coach can really push the players. But at the junior high school or high school level, I don't know if that's good or not. But it's a good example, at least, of not being able to handle the heat. And Cassie, you know, earlier I said that we don't usually use this expression to talk about ourselves. But in that example, we actually heard a very natural way that you could use it to talk about yourself. Right, I just couldn't handle the heat. I couldn't deal with the stress of that coach yelling and pushing us to win so much.
1: I really like this example conversation too because it's so useful in today's world, where we feel like if we do something like this, we're a quitter. But that's not true. You're, you know, trying to preserve your own peace of mind and health, well-being. You know, um, mm-hmm. so this is a great example where. You're saying, you know, I can't handle the heat, but that's okay.
0: Exactly. Like, I'm taking care of my mental health first. I don't need to put myself in this situation where I'm feeling terrible all the time. Like, eh, the coach, unfortunately, sucked the joy out of the game for this athlete. So that's unfortunate. But I do like that she was able to communicate that she's putting herself first and prioritizing herself. Hmm. Well, everyone, I think that will bring us to the end of today's episode. Thanks for listening and awesome job on completing an English study session here with Cassie and I today.
1: To summarize what we've covered today, we learned two idiomatic expressions about not being able to deal with stressful situations. The first was to crack under the pressure, and the second was can't handle the heat
0: if you have any questions or comments about this episode or would like to practice making some example sentences with the key expressions that we learned well then just leave us a comment on qlips.com or on our discussion forum and share them with us
1: and if you like this episode please support us your support allows us to keep making english lessons for learners all over the world and we can't do Qlips without you the best way to support us is by signing up and becoming a QLIPS member. For all the details, just visit our website, QLIPS.com.
0: You can also support us by following us on social media, telling your friends who are learning English to check us out, or by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Qlips. So that's it for us for now, but we'll be back soon with another brand new episode and we'll talk to you all then. Goodbye.
1: Bye.